Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for Grimace fans. That's right, fans of the McDonald's mascot Grimace, like Cody. I'm Tyler. And I'm Cody. Cody, what'd we watch? (laughs) You made me watch The Phantom, 1996. Yeah. Not to be confused with the TV series in 2009 or the 2022 movie, or uh, I'm sure there's some other one that isn't related to the comics. We watched The Phantom, the Billy Zane one. So if there's no Billy Zane in your movie, you watch the wrong one, as far as I'm concerned. You can apply that to everything, really, right? If there's no Billy sure. Zane, you're wrong basically a waste of time if there's no zane action let me tell you this may be my first billy zane movie i don't know if i've seen a billy zane movie before this i'm sure he has to have been something i've seen right probably say the titanic um i haven't seen it so what else is he in uh I know they, oh, you know what? I think he's in Zoolander. He does a cameo in Zoolander. And oh, yeah. uh, they reference him in New Girl. Back to Future Part 2. Haven't seen it. Deadcom. Haven't seen it. Send some stuff on Tubi. Um, yeah, I think it's my first one. My Maiden Voyage. Oh, he's in The Boys. As Billy Zane, so. Yeah. I think he does more cameo work than uh, acting work lately. Well, yeah, he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be anything other than himself anymore, Cody, because he's such a force. Now, let me ask you this, Cody: Have you seen Back to the Future? I've seen the first one. Then you've seen Billy Zane, Cody. He's in the. He's in the first one. Oh yeah. Let me see. He's one of the henchmen. You know? Oh, wow. That was his first, uh, first role. Blowing my mind. I know. You know? Everybody thinks, I've never seen him. I've, I've gone this long without seeing Billy Zane. No, you haven't. You coward. You can't escape the Zane, all right? I mean, he's been working consistently for quite a long time. But since Titanic, I'm struck. I'm, I'm, I'm almost. I'm in the early 2000s, so we're going. We're cruising right through his career, and uh, oh, he does voice Ansem in Kingdom Hearts. So, and he's in SSX Tricky as uh, Broderick. Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. Just, how did he become a meme? I guess is my question. Because he's Billy Zane. Pocahontas 2. I am very confused about this man. He was this in is a man. He's of the such Hams. a force. He's in two a... episodes of The Boys as Billy Zane. Oh, he's in Tombstone. That's a good one. He's Billy Zane. And he's in Twin Peaks. I've seen some of that. Have you seen Billy Zane? An Adam Sandler movie called Going Overboard. It's pre SNL Adam Sandler. So, so what you're saying is Matt Billy Zane Lock. made Adam Sandler's career. Billy Zane may be the most famous 
TV actor ever. He's in like, he stars in like two movies and everything else is TV work, but we all know him. We all know who he is. He's, he's quite, quite an enigma. I don't know if I can quite understand this man. I'm going to need you to help me. I mean, what's there to understand? Have you seen Billy Zane? Billy Zane? <laughs> the Hessen conspiracy, which is just its like a born conspiracy knockoff. I'm confused. I've seen him. He's a beautiful man. He's a very beautiful man. Tyler, can you explain to me what this movie was? It's a movie about the Phantom. A ghost that walks. What more do you need, Cody? All right. It's a movie. He's there. He's in purple, much like Grimace. And he's flipping about in the woods. All right. The ghost who walks. The phantom. Hmm. He's saving damsels. He's punching dudes. Yeah. The Phantom. Tyler, you made us watch this. What, um, how'd it go for you? Cody, I, I gotta tell you, Cody, I wanted to tear this movie apart, but it's so good. It's too good, Cody. It's the best comic book movie ever, really. I don't think anything <laughs> has surpassed it. Like, if I saw this when I was a child, I would be like, that was a, that was a good old time. It was a great ride, you know? But I didn't. I saw it as a man, and uh, I have two whole pages of notes, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to dive into it. It wasn't good, but darn it all, it, it was entertaining, you know? I was entertained <laughs> quite a bit. How I've had you? a busy week. I spent most of my spare time filling up a dumpster with stuff from uh, finishing a basement. I was very tired. It was late at night last night when I wanted to be in bed, and instead I watched this, and let me tell you, I did it. Two pages yeah. of notes, and here we are. I'm that much stronger. Yeah. Billy Zane is proud of you. He's outside your window, he's watching you, and he's got a little smile on his face. <laughs> he's very proud of you. I, would never, I don't have a problem with that one bit. He's going to crawl into bed with you tonight after you fall asleep yep. and just hold Thank you tenderly. You. All right, that's how proud he is of you. Will he will he be gone by morning with nothing but his indent next to me in bed? I mean, you can one can only hope. All right, because if he's still there when you wake up, then he's chosen you, Cody, and there's nothing <laughs> I can do. All right, nothing more I can yeah. do to help you on that. Yeah. Wow. So you want to go first with your two pages of notes? You can. Or are you going to slander this yeah. masterpiece of let's, a film? Uh, you know, let's just... All right, then hop on my uh, steed, hop Cody. On to... <laughs> hop on my steed. Are we talking right. about Devil or uh, what was the horse's name? The horse is never named, or I don't remember the name. <laughs> Whatever, either one, it's fine. All right, get on the horse. Get on my white stallion, Cody. Oh, man. And I will, I will take you... You gotta hold, you gotta sit on it facing me though. Sit on it. You're in front of me. Face me. And I'll hold you 
and I'll take you to the plane to Spoiler Town, Cody. Here we go. Watch out. And then get to the pl- You got to hold right. on the outside of the plane. No, we're not there yet, Cody. You got to hold on hold on to the outside of the plane. That's what I was going to say. Never get into if the plane. If there is one way to, <laughs> to travel in this movie, it is by hanging on the, the little floaties of a water plane. Yeah. So now here we are. You've held on. We're here. You got a little bit of hypothermia, but you're fine. Yeah. All right. Tell me, tell me your. Say your. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna kick this off. I'm gonna get going. Immediately, this movie starts. Here's what's great about this movie is that it just starts and it tells you. Anyway, here's what this is. Like it was like a TV recap episode or like the introduction of a pilot, where it's like, you want to know about the Phantom? Let me tell you about the Phantom. He was a dude. He was a boy. He was kidnapped. Parents were killed by pirates, and now he fights pirates. Isn't that great? These people chose him. These, <laughs> these random villagers chose this random white boy, and they said, you are the one. You get the stuff. Enjoy your powers. And that's how he came to be. I was like, oh, well, now I know what the fa-. Those answered all my questions, you know, just to start out the movie. We need more movies. <laughs> it was great. Uh, I was a little confused at the beginning. It seemed like this was maybe like ported over from a VHS, you know? And like the whatever the intro quality, it was like wigging out a little bit. It's fine. I got used to it. Or maybe the quality got better. Or maybe I was just seeing things. I'm very tired. Okay. I already told you that. I loaded up a whole dump, not a small dump, like a big dumpster, a full one. All right. It's filled up now. Um, <laughs> I was so confused because <laughs> they talk about the pirates and how he fights pirates and piracy and other stuff too, like cruelty and whatever. I was so confused because, like, they immediately, it's like Indiana Jones, like, oh, we're in the 1930s, great. And it's just a little confusing because uh, I his sole purpose is to fight pirates. But I'm like, we still doing pirates in the 1930s? But it was like, okay. I figured out was the movie when I was like, no, no, yeah, no, it was pirates. And it was on, in, like, the 15 or 1600s, and then time is just, time marches onward, if you didn't know that, like, Time starts somewhere, but it keeps going, you know? So time has passed. It's been many moons. He's not the same phantom, all right? His dad was a phantom. His dad's dad was a phantom. His dad's dad's dad was also a phantom, et cetera, et cetera, back until pirate times, okay? They made, all right, so now we're now we're done with that. We were introduced to the phantom. Now there are some criminals in the jungle looking for a hidden treasure, and they have enlisted the help of a local boy. And let me tell you, they don't know how translators work because the local boy speaks in local language, all right? He speaks that language. The guy driving doesn't speak that language. And then the guy in the passenger seat does speak the language, right? So the guy in the passenger seat it would be the translator. So he would hear what the boy says and in English say that to the guy in the driver. Instead of what they do, <laughs> the little boy addresses everything to the driver. And then like every fourth time he talks, the driver's like, what does that mean? And then the translator was like, oh, he said this. And I'm like, they did it the whole, I was like, what are you doing? This is not how translating works. You've got to say the thing, and the translator, the translator was just like, I'm not going to do any of the legwork here. You've got to ask me specifically when you want to know, what, like, what is the boy here for? What are you here for? Anyway, they make the boy drive across, the drive a big old truck across, across a rickety bridge, rope bridge, all right? Here's why it's awesome. Because he very clearly cannot see over the driving, the steering wheel. <laughs> like, he is sitting well below the steering wheel. I was like, oh, so he just can't see. He's just driving. I love it. It made me so happy. I was like, you didn't. 
It's like the Indiana Jones thing, you know, in, Cru- in the Temple of Doom, where it's like, oh, he's got the, the block on his foot, except they didn't <laughs> give him, he just can't see. I loved it. It made me so happy that uh, they put this child on death truck on the death bridge. So great, all right? <laughs> They're in the cave. The baddies are in the cave. They're hunting for the treasure. Meanwhile, one of the guys is like, look, I found the treasure. I found the skull. He tossed it to the other guy. A skeleton reaches behind him, chokes him, kills him, okay? So then his friend comes over and is like, what happened? Ah, oh, the skeleton must have choked him. He's just standing by the skeleton too. And he's like, I don't know. I guess this, whatever. It's fine now. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> that skeleton's going to, as far as you know, he's going to choke you out. What are we doing? If a skeleton comes to life and chokes your friend out and he's dead, you don't just hang around by the skeleton. You got to move, distance yourself from the skeleton. You got to get in karate pose, get some distance out. I don't know. He's a good shot, though. He shot him up. All right. Um, remember, there was a time, Tyler. I need you to cast your mind back. It's before Marvel happened, before Spider Man, Tobey Maguire Spider Man happened. Remember when superhero movie costumes were bad? That's the time we're in now, okay? We're watching, it's 1996. Superhero costumes are bad in movies, and superhero movies are, like, very hit and miss, okay? that's We're in that era. And it made me real happy to see a real bad superhero costume on screen. It was great. Uh, thank goodness Billy Zane filled it out. He pumped the iron. He did it for us. He didn't have to do that, all right? Cody, he did it for no, us. no, stop. We can't keep going like that, Tyler. Cody. I'm going to need you to go fast through yours because I got through five notes and I got <laughs> two pages and you better, you better giddy up, saddle up and go. All right. Uh, you shush now. You shush. All right, Cody. Here's the thing. The phantom equals the ghost that walks. That's what you did not address. All right. The ghost that walks. That's what a phantom is. That's what we know. All right. That's all we know about him. All right. Cody, they... They go through, they're in the jungle, like you said, the boy, whatever, we don't care about the boy, we don't care about the random uh, skeleton that comes to life, what we care about is that they go to a party, and they're just at the Playboy Mansion, like it's not the Playboy Mansion, and it's like, you have so many mansions in California, you can rent for a fake party for a movie, and you rent the most recognizable mansion, and you're like, yup, just a mansion. Cody, you're going to say, oh, but it wasn't always the Playboy Mansion. It's always been the Playboy Mansion. It just didn't know who it was. It was confused. It went through some angsty times in its teens, and now we're here. It's the Playboy Mansion, all right? Cody, this this nerd, what you didn't talk about was this nerd getting got, all right? He's like, he's like oh, everything's cool. I'm a high-ranking official at the library, all right? What kind of loser is this guy, all right? And he's like, only I see when you come and ask for a book, all right? <laughs> and then he gets freaking got. And I said, that's what he gets for being a nerd, all right? And you know what? That's what you get, all right? When you're that kind of nerd, you'd get it. That You don't need those glasses no more because you got scalpels or exacto knives right in the eyeballs, all right? When you see them, they're in, they're in the microscope. All right, not much can be inside the microscope lens and you not see it, but he didn't, so I feel like he deserved it. All right, the guy got him, he won that. All right, there's sexy sky pirates in this, 
You said there's no pirates. There's sexy sky pirates, Cody. That's what there is. All right. There's a bunch of ladies in leather in the sky pirating. All right. That's what we got. And that's what you needed. That's what you didn't understand you needed until you got it. And you got it. All right. Billy Zaney busts in there. He got his guns and he's like, oh, sorry, ladies. And then they get him. All right. And he's got to jump down that chute. Billy Zane did not seem like he was in danger at any point. That's the thing that's like I love and hate about this movie. All right. You know, he would have so many people surrounding him, and he's just like, why are you here? And it's like, dude, you're the one that busted in here, man. Like, Billy Zane could bust in through my window and be like, what are you doing here? All right? That's the energy he has, all right? And I'm, I'm like, dude, you're here. I live here, man. What are you doing here, all right? He's such a goober, all right? He's just having fun. He's just out here like, this is awesome. I got, so, he, you know what, his face the entire time, you know, you could tell. You didn't have to look up the trivia fact that he got there and they said, oh, Billy, we had one of these suits with the muscles sewn in. We're going to have to rip these muscles out because you're too jacked. And then they filmed the movie and he's got that stupid grin on his face. Like he's like, yeah, I'm too jacked for those stupid fake muscles. <laughs> look at these muscles that's what he was thinking the whole time that's what that stupid grin all right then cody we get we learn another thing remember the first thing we learned was phantom equals ghost that walks then we learn a second thing humidity equals roofie all right he roofies the girl she's oh my head's swimming that must be the humidity aka the roofie i slipped you 20 minutes ago Let's get back to my skull cave so you can meet my slaves, all right? That's where he took her, all right? These people, he owns these people, right? Like, they serve, <laughs> their family serves his family kind of situation. Like, they they can't just leave, right? This is a man who lives in a cave shaped like a skull with a treasure hoard like a dragon. <laughs> And talks to his dead father. You think they feel safe there? I don't think so. I think they need a union or something. They need OSHA representation. Come in there. Make sure that is a safe working environment. All right. This dude is unhinged. He's insane. He disappeared for six years, they said. Then he shows up. They don't even show him with his makeup running, all right? The Batman did it. They're cowards. They don't want to show him putting on the eyeliner or having it running down his face to show his angst, Cody. Why won't they show us Billy's angst, all right? Billy Zane, imagine him. Imagine him as a pale vampire boy with eyeliner running down his face. Doesn't that, doesn't that get you going? Tyler, I'm going to have to cut you off right there. Yeah, it does. Obviously, it does. Obviously, it gets me going. <laughs> Here's the thing. <clears throat> when they show him with his shirt off for the first time, I was like, oh, he's got a bot. But also, I was like, wait a second. Are those contours? I think he had a little, a little chest hair right in between his pecs. But uh, it really looked like contours for a bit. I was like, they put like shadowy makeup to make his pet. Maybe they did still. I don't know. I was, I'm still not 100% convinced. Here's the thing about Billy Zane. All right. You got a nice square head. All right. You got a nice jawline. You got nice sharp features. He's a handsome man. Then what they did 
is they put a round suit on him. <laughs> and they just round out his head and his face and everything. And it just, <laughs> it takes this beautiful man. It looks, make, makes him look like a goob, you know? <laughs> like, you brought it up, the Grimace, right? We are like, how'd you take Billy Zane? <laughs> you just, you did him dirty. You just did him dirty, and I loved it. It made me, <laughs> I just couldn't. I read that they, I guess he has stripy underpants. You know, the superhero underpants that go over your jumpsuit. Um, that was the original costume. Like, we're going to do that. And they were like, eh, it looks a little silly on the screen. I'm like, what about the rest of it? Hold on. <laughs> the stripy underpants were too silly. We went, oh, I loved it. It was, <clears throat> you know, there's two routes to go. You can do the comic book. Um, tried and true recreation, you know? You can recreate the comic book costume or you can try to update it to make it look better for cinema. And they said, no, this is it. This, we're doing it. This is the best. We already took the stripes off. We can't change it anymore. <coughs> They'll have a riot. There'll be, they're going to go to the Playboy Mansion. They're going to burn it down, all right? If we do anything else to this costume, they're going to flip out. Yeah, there was the exposition in this movie was aggressive. All right, I just I don't know <laughs> the talking scenes were much. Right? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? I mean, were they too much? Though? Like, or at the end of the scared? at the end of the day, there's three skulls. You better not put them together. That's all we needed to know. And they would like sit around and be like, anyway, so this is this guy. He's in charge of this, and he's the mayor, and he's the police chief, and. Let's have a conversation. You want to meet this guy? He's your fiance slash lover slash the guy you hate. Anyway, let's watch him kiss you a few times. Uh, let's keep on. Let's keep this. Go- let's keep this conversation going. This is great. We're, it's too much. I didn't care about any of it. Here's what I did care about. I want to get into this right now. Let's talk about our villain, our main villain, who at the end of the movie becomes not the main villain, but it's fine. <clears throat> I don't remember Dax. Drax. His name's Dra- Drax. Drax. Xander Drax, Drax. it begins and ends with an X. It begins and ends with an X. Here's here's what I loved about Xander Drax. (laughs) They did the thing, they did the kick the dog moment, right? Where they're like, what's the most heinous thing we could have this guy do? Pluck out someone's eyeballs using a microscope? Check. Throw a spear across the room and kill a mobster? Check. He's doing all this terrible stuff, right? Except that he has a Muppet voice. (laughs) When he, anytime he projects, he sounds like he could be a Muppet. And I was like, wait, hold on. Am I supposed to be afraid of this guy? Or is this, I don't know, man. I don't know what they were, it made me happy every time it happened. But uh, I tell you what, I was not afraid of him. (laughs) I could really undermine the whole thing, the whole thing they were going for. And I thought it was great. I loved it. Because he's supposed to be the guy, right? He's scary. He does bad stuff. He was a bad man who wants power. And then by the end of the movie, there's like a real pirate king guy, whatever, villain. And he's like, my name's Xander. He's like, what? Let me spell it for you. You're like, what are you doing? You're the villain of the movie. You're spelling your name? I don't even... It was great. I loved it. What was his deal? Tyler, explain that to me. I mean, so here's the thing. I think these this era of movies, right, is just like... yeah. They 
they saw comic book movies as like, well, we're making these movies for the same audience as the comic book readers. That's the only way they're going to be successful. So that's what we mm-hmm. got to do. I've, I've sent you some examples of uh, other movies that came out around this time and the costumes in those movies. Yes. And I dare you to oh, say this is the worst I see, one. I see The Crow. I see Mystery Man has some of the best superhero costumes of that era. Oh, yeah. Uh, Batman and Robin. Riddler. So Crow's a good one. That's it's a, like, they're like, classic. oh. The Crow is like... The crow is just we a have guy. all this stuff from a Kiss concert. <laughs> How are we going to use this in a movie? And he's like, let's just put exactly that on him. And like, no, yeah, you're right. What was I thinking? This, this works great. Yeah. But it's like they, oh, they thought, man. you know, well, they're kind of like goofy and campy in the comic books. So we'll just make this villain, instead of making them sinister, we'll just make them. Because, like, I'm sure if you go back and you read... Like the first run of Batman comics, like the Joker's not sinister. He's probably like, you're like this guy's freaking stupid. This is what I love about Xander Xander Drax is that like, so the girl, what's her name? I don't ask me. I forget the name. Fine, I'll tell you. The girl, the main love interest, and Phantom, kind of team up. It's like all right. Diana Palmer. Diana. Diana and the Phantom are like, they're competing with Drax to get the skeletons and figure out what he's up to and all this stuff. And he's like, ha, I caught you. I caught you red-handed. Why don't you hang out with me for the rest of the movie? It's like, are these guys your hostages? Or like, are you just buddies now? Because you guys are just in this, you kind of just brought her along with you for no reason for the rest of the movie. Made me real happy. I love that he's like, ah, you're... Part of the crew, I guess. I don't know. Come with me. What else? What else are we gonna do with you? Loved it. It was great. Um, it was like, here's what they did. They were like, you know what? Indiana Jones is cool, and like Steven Spielberg did an okay job with those movies. But what if he was a superhero instead? And they're like, oh yeah, no. This is gonna be a home run. Absolutely. All right. I mean, up the ante, right? It's like, Indiana Jones, what's he got? He can punch. He can fight. He's smart. He's got a whip. And like, no, no, no. Forget all that. Two guns, and he will use them to descend elevator cables to shoot down an elevator shaft. How about that? Yeah. I'm like, genius. Like, how could it not work? That was my favorite thing. That ha- well, no, okay. There's two things that happened. So number one, he went down an elevator shaft. He held both his guns against the cable and used them as like a break of sorts, you know? Yeah. Number two, he takes out not one guy, two guys at the same time with just his legs, the vice grip of his thighs, out of nowhere, wrapped around two guys' necks at the same time, and he squeezed them. He squeezed them until they succumbed. It made me so happy. I was like, what? Yeah, I wasn't even ready for it. I was like, what do we got here? A couple of henchmen. And then all of a sudden, you don't even see, it's not even a wide shot. You don't see it. You just see purple legs out of nowhere, squeezing dudes' necks. Oh, man, it was great. It was the greatest twofer I've ever seen in a superhero movie. I mean, he got him. He did what he had to do, you know, and he got him. That's all that counts, you know what I mean? 
Like, I mean, does it surprise you that this, like, they were going to make this movie before this with Adam West and they fell apart. And it's like, they just didn't change what they were going to do when it was going to be Adam West. I, look, I got to, I got to take a few steps back here. Because you talked about the microscope thing in your rant. I wrote down. I'm not falling for that microscope trick, right? Like, I would never. And here's here's the other thing that's stupid, is that it's like, <laughs> oh, library man. <laughs> man who checks out books. I need your opinion on something that's in the microscope. Like, wait, hold on. Are we in a lab? Is he a biologist? Are you, like, if you just told me, like, well, why don't you go look in the microscope? Like, not if you don't tell me what's under the glass. Like, unless you're like, Oh, I've got a blood sample and can you, well, I'm not a doctor. And like, no, yeah, but still you should do it and also turn the knob, you know? Like, it made me so happy that he just, he's like, yeah, I can do that. You're like, what made you, you're a library man. Like, I'm not saying library, like library science is a thing. It's a degree you can get. Full respect to certified librarians, but I don't need you to look under a microscope for any, like, was there an ISBN code that he couldn't read? Like, I don't know, what else, what's he gonna do? Is he like, I've been, I categorize all this stuff by doable decimal system, but I got one of those people that write real small to do it. I don't know where this book goes on my shelf, so if you could look in, what reason, <laughs> this library guy was great. Like, a crooked library man? <laughs> What a genius was he, character. But that's the thing. Was he crooked? Because he was helping out the news report. Which I love how they they really set it up like, oh, Xander Drax is going to kill her dad at the newspaper. And then they're like, nope. We're moving on from that. And it's like, what? That was like the whole thing. I felt like you did this whole like they're doing. Why did you even introduce the dad? There's a and... back room meeting with another guy, and they're like they go back to Xander, and he's like he knows, and then he's like we gotta take care of him, and then by taking care of him, you kid you fail to kidnap his his niece, and then you never talk about him again, and he never confronts you about it, and it's like. What? <laughs> this is the guy that's trying to take down your organization and you never talk to him again after you try to kidnap his niece. Xander Drax is like a dog with a ball. <laughs> like if you just throw them, he's like, all right, I don't know who you were or what you were doing, but I'm going this way now. This is the direction. You could distract Xander and get him wherever you need him to go. You know? All right, let's talk about the Phantom because he's great. He's a treasure. He's got a dog, a dog with like a hip problem or something. His dog, I love his dog to death. It's like a wolfy kind of breed of dog. His name is Devil. And he's supposed to be the intense stalwart sidekick, but he he just a good boy. Like he's panting and smiling the whole time he's supposed to be intimidating and like be focused on a mission. You're just like, I'm just hanging out. Like you were such a good boy and I love you. Also, something's wrong with your hip because you can't run like a normal dog. Like, you know when a dog's going fast, like you see like the dogs that do agility. Or even if I let my dog off the leash in a field to chase after me, she going full speed, dead on. This dog has something with its hip, so it can't do like the full sprint. It can do a good run, but it's like legs in the back are turned a little wrong, you know, so it can't quite get 
the power it needs. And every time it ran, I was like, this dog is not performing to the best of its ability. And I need to know its story. I love it. It's a great dog. It's a good boy. But this dog is not keeping up with a horse. Okay. If you're running like that, dog, did you notice that? Did you clock that at all? I mean, here's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to the dog in the movie because I have the power to do such a thing. And I'm going to find this dog. And I'm going to clock this dog's run. And I'm going to be, I'm, you know what? I'm good. I know I'm going to be disappointed in you, Cody. And I'm sad about that fact. But I just know it's going to happen. All right. Well, it's, <clears throat> while you're looking at that, let me just yeah. tell you. Oh, uh, there's the a moment that happened right before this. Phantom, I love Phantom because he's the master of stealth. <clears throat> Rod, let me paint this scene for you. Broad daylight. A small ship. Do you get the dog running? Wait, no, not yet. I'm just you get it? Okay, so I know where you're going. There's a ship. There are some henchmen loading up the ship. And he's out here climbing on a rope in a purple suit. Broad daylight. There's a man walking up the gangplank at the same time he's climbing up a rope like 20 feet away. I'm like, Nobody's clocking this guy. Nobody's noticing a man in a purple suit climbing onto their ship. I mean, here's the thing, Cody. It's so obvious that it's like he can't be trying to hide, so he must be supposed to be there, right? Like, you know, like that's that's the theory that I'm thinking. Like, he's just climbing on, like he might as well just walk on the gangplank, you know? He might as well. Oh, man. Because like you said, even when he like, pops up places, he pops up into the wrong room, you know? He's like, hello. I can't get over this movie we watched. It was so good. Oh, it really is. It's a treasure. You know, it. it's a treasure that deserves to be shared with everybody, really. There's a henchman. There's a moment. What's her name? Is being held. Diana... Got a henchman holding her, you know? And the Phantom's like, grabs a gun, it's like, all right, time to escape. And Diana, her move is to slink straight down to escape the guy's hold. Like, oh, so you're not even holding her. You just had your arms around her, not even holding her. She slunk down, boom, out of his grip, like ninja move. It was so good. These henchmen, awful. Drax doesn't even know what he's doing. It was great. And the end of the movie, boom. Cave filled with pirates, like old-timey pirate. It was, uh, here's the thing. So the Phantom has been around for like, what, two to 400 years, something like that? Passed down from father to son, to, from psychopath to psychopath. They just keep going down the line. Okay? <laughs> but what, how do you explain the pirates? So his great, 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 great grandfather, the Phantom, fought pirates okay yeah now those same pirates are hidden in a cave somewhere no it's, the, their it's the same thing things. they're like the descendants of the 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 same pirate group this? doing their pirate thing i guess but now they got a submarine if that were the case like i would be a baker like i would work in a cupcake factory you know like if whatever my great great grandfather did was what i had to do i would be baking right now I think that'd be a better way to live. You know what? If it was just like, whatever your dad's doing, that's what you're doing. All right. Uh, well, it depends on. We need to bring start. back the surf system, okay? <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. He owns system. these people, Cody. <laughs> they can't go anywhere. Oh my god! 
Their families are bonded, right? Um, Bailey did point out that he needs to tie his holsters down. Like if you're a real cowboy and you're going to work, you got your holster around your leg or your belt, then you tie down the end of your holster so it's not flapping around. <laughs> yeah, but Phantom, then it wouldn't run around floppy. dual holster flipping floppy, flippy floppy everywhere. Once you pointed out, I was like, well, now I just have to watch his holster bounce around for the rest of the month. I don't even know what else is going on. I'm just watching the holster action. Now, it's interesting you I say guess, that because I'm watching I guess watching it's a the... phallic symbol of sorts, right? <laughs> That's what it's for. It's supposed to be erotic. I'm watching the scene where he's, like, jumping off the plane, and it is, they've got to, like, tie down the foot. I can only assume it's tied down with fishing wire or, like, f- fishing line because you can't, there's nothing tying it. But the end of it is locked to his leg. See, but if I was the costume designer, I would have put in like a button of sorts, you know, to be like, hey, the holster buttons into the pants, you know. That is okay. a, that's a purple morph suit with a printed thing on it, Cody. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no there's no button getting sewn to that thing. Tiffany's like, it's Tiffany liked this suit, and I was like, it's just a super fancy morph suit. That's all so, it is. Like, it's just with that I spandex. Mean, one of the guys I knew when I was a missionary, he was my trainer, actually. He um, he and his friends went to BYU, and so they bought blue morph suits, and then they wait in line, and they it became a thing, so they got, like, free tickets to all the football games. They're like, no, morph suit guys, you guys got to be in the game, you know? So they always got, like, good seats, like the basketball and football games for the morph, suits dude, morph suit dude. So something fun in case you, you know, need a little life hack. There you go. Uh, going back to that boat scene. When they make their escape, it's amazing because they hop in the plane, right? And he's like, get in the plane. He's like, you can fly a plane. Why did I even ask? Of course you did. You're the phantom. You're a ghost that walks. They fly away, and immediately <laughs> the henchmen are like, the plane's flying away? Quick, hop in your car. Let's follow him. Like, a water plane <laughs> just left. You're not going to find a water plane. You are not <laughs> going to engage in a foot race. With a water plane. That that plane could go anywhere. And they not only they chase after it, they catch up. How did they catch up to the water plane? How did they... Explain to me how this worked. A plane flew away. Yeah. Then they managed to track it and catch up to it. Well, the plane crashed, Cody. How? Even so. Because, Cody, how? he's the phantom. He's the ghost who walks, not the ghost that flies, all right? They know he's going to land I just soon. love that it wasn't even like, what should we do? I was like, well, obviously, we're going to go in the opposite direction the plane just went, <laughs> on ground, and we'll catch up to it. And they did. Yeah. They're like, he's going to walk sooner or later. That's his thing. What did he say? They're making their escape, and they're on the horse, and then the, the Ewok people, the villagers... <laughs> they throw down the nets, you know, and yeah. they catch the people. And he's like, how'd you do that? And he's like, the rope people. They help me. Did he call them the rope people? Or did I was going to ask that you that. Like that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh. I wrote down that he said the rope people. It literally <laughs> just happened in the spot I'm watching. So I got the subtitles on. And I'm pretty sure, yes, he called them the rope people. <laughs> I they mean, do... for a man who lives in the jungle and speaks their native tongue, he's just going to call them the rope people? How did you do that? My friends, the rope people speaking native language, cheering. There are a lot of ropes. All right. He's out here. Look, he he takes him back to his skull cave. Um, And he's like. He doesn't take her back till she's feeling the effects of the 
Humidity. Humidity. I did write that down as well. Um, he takes her back and he's like, I just want you to remember something by. Here's some priceless black pearls for you uh, that belong to my ancestor. She's like, thanks. Like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You're not going to refuse or be like, these are amazing. I can't believe. She's like, okay. she does say they're beautiful. Like, wait, hold on. I'm so confused. He goes into just, his little treasure know, dungeon room. And she's like, they're beautiful. And there's a whole like, oh. Oh, my goodness. Someone someone rolls up. Oh, it's the guy. Whoever rolls up. I don't know. Someone's in there. He goes to he goes to light his pipe. And, and uh, let's, let's give the man for the doubt. The young worker boy who helps. Alfred Jr., whatever. The guy who's yeah. there to help. <clears throat> he's probably a slave. Whatever. He's like, oh, you can't smoke in here. There is... A fire burning and torches on the wall. <laughs> He's like, you're not allowed to smoke. And I'm like, why? Why can't he smoke? There's fire everywhere. I don't think the pipe is the problem. Look, Cody, he can't be smoking in there. The phantom can't die until he produces a boy. All right? They got to keep him alive. All right? <laughs> they can't be smoking. You can't be risking the phantom's life like that. <laughs> I can't believe right, you so haven't talk talked about... about the fact that this man carries two forty-five pistols and doesn't <laughs> shoot anybody. He shoots swords out of their hands and uses them to go up and down elevators. Shoots ropes. Points yeah. them at people a lot, but never shoots a person. He is a superhero that carries two just pistols. <laughs> Just pistols, which Indiana Jones carries a pistol, I guess, but he also carries a whip that he uses way more. And Indiana Jones also shoots guys in the face. Oh, right? yeah. My other favorite move he did, he does this later, like at the end of the movie. You know, it's not quite as good as going down the elevator with the guns on the cable, but he does crisscrosses to shoot people. He, he crosses arms. Bam, bam. Uncrosses his arms. Bam, bam. Recrosses his arms. That would make me so happy. I was like, I don't know what this is doing, but uh, he's got the razzle-dazzle, and I think that's really what the guns are for, is uh, for showing off. It's like somebody's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a PG-13 movie for (laughs) 12-year-olds. That's what we're going to do. So there's a whole... one One of the main henchmen is like, who fights the, you know, he stabs this phantom and he's like, he's talking to Xander trying to explain what happened with the phantom. He's like, yeah, no, he was there. <clears throat> this guy, I killed him and he didn't die. I'm like, well then, let's let's unpack that. <laughs> you can't say you killed someone and that they didn't die because that isn't, it's not how killing works. Yeah. I mean, we can agree on that. If you kill them Thank you. and they don't die, then, uh, then, then you didn't kill them, right? I've got something. I've got something. I need to. Un- I don't know. I need to unpack this with you. <clears throat> the Phantom, who is a man who grew up in New York City, we can agree on that, right? Like, or he was educated in New York City, right. in the Americas, right? Right. <clears throat> he rolls up. You know, hops off a plane at JFK with the dream in his cardigan, right? And uh, hops in a cab. Gets out of the cabin and is like, thank you, sir. Here's some money from the jungle. And the guy's like, what even I what even is this? You know, you can't pay with these? He's like, right. Well, don't have anything else. He's like, cool. So this is a crime. <clears throat> so what he does is he pulls out of his pocket 
a little baggie and inside the baggie are very cheap plastic jewels that like a child would play with in the 90s you know they were the most obviously fake they even they even have the audio of like the plastic jewel sound going <laughs> I was like you didn't try to get costume jewelry or nothing they were just like yeah no this is what we're dealing with a bunch of random plastic beads and the guy's like uh okay i'll take it it made me so happy because you know in the 90s when you go to like theme parks a rainforest cafe and they're like look at the jewels and you're eight years old and so of course you spend ten dollars to pick out four plastic jewels and put them in the little tiny satchel that's what they had they just busted it out and we're like this is good we're doing this i can't tell you the joy i felt when i saw not only did i see the fake plastic jewels but they even like moved them around and you get to hear the audio of the plastic rubbing on the plastic heroes every single person who made this movie is a hero cody they're priceless jewels all right given to his ancestor okay but let me ask you this conspiracy theory time i think there's a portrait of wilford woodruff (laughs) in one of the offices of this movie when they're in new york it was in the background and i was like i recognize that neck beard from anywhere that has to be wilford woodruff and then they show it for like a second and then it's just blurred in the background for a few shots let me tell you i need someone else with eyes on this okay i need someone else to see it and tell me i'm wrong because i'm pretty sure i'm right i think i saw wilford woodruff in this movie all right i'm i'm at this is it in the when he goes to new york and he's in the office there it's in one of those scenes in new york and it's like greenish background a man with a neared neck beard oh i'm because how many how many neck beards are out here uh, 12 all right i'm on it i'm i'm in the area of the scene and i'm 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 scoping it out all right we got kit is the name of phantom whatever kit shows up he's like hey i'm here dan is like that's cool kit's fine her fake fiance i don't i didn't clock that whole relation i was very confused about the whole thing and he introduces Diana's like, oh, this is Kit. And the guy's like, what's his deal? And he's like, we're friends from college. And then the fiance's like, I see. And like, then Storm's away. I was like, why did that interaction even happen? I don't know. You know? I don't know why it was a problem that they were friends from college. I don't know why he was so spicy about it. I also don't know why he retreated away from the scene only later to be like, I seen a skull like that 30 years ago at my birthday party. (laughs) Where was it? Oh, yeah. The Met, whatever their equivalent of the Met is, Museum of World's History. What? (laughs) This man, what is his purpose? Why is he here? He forces a kiss on her a couple times. We hate him. She hates him. No one likes him. (laughs) And that's when he contributes to the plot. What's his deal? We're friends from college. Oh, I had a birthday party 30 years ago, and I saw a skull once, you know? It was great. It was my hero. What a great man. I'm so glad he was in this movie. Why was he in this movie? It was so good. I, yeah. I mean, I think there, I saw something about there being more between him and they were like, yeah, this is boring. Cut it. Which I respect. All right. I respect them for that. You know? 
When the when Xander Drax gets a hold, what does he get a hold of? He gets a hold of one of the skulls, or it's like he's doing the slideshow. <laughs> Is it when the skulls come together and they're like glowing and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, it's beautiful! Show me the power!" All in his Muppet voice. I love this. He said all of those things, and it just—I wanted him to keep going. I just wish the scene was longer, and he just ripped off more things. Man, I don't even, I don't think I wanted a Phantom movie. I just think I want an Alexander Drax movie. I think that's what I'm reading. The more we're talking about this movie, I just need more of this guy, you know? He was a real like, treasure. Put him in any scenario. I, mean, I want to watch this man go to the bank and like just do some transactions. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Can you imagine him at the drive through window just like, ordering a quarter pounder with cheese i want to see you'd have to spell all of that (laughs) q u a r t e r quarter pounder they both end in r (laughs) what is he doing here does he know what's going on he's just a crazy person that had a spear in his office and nobody questioned him until now there was some amazing dialogue with this guy when he meets the phantom's alter ego kit walker he's like who are you? Kit Walker. Who is Kit Walker? I am. <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> is this what counts as banter? I don't think. The main villains, the same man who plucked a guy's eyes out, who stabbed a man to death with a spear, is like, what's your name? Kit, who's Kit Walker? It's like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> Wait, who is he? Is he a bad guy? What is he doing? I don't know. Um, like, I wish I would knew. Would you like to talk about? Would you like to talk about everything that happens with Catherine Zeta Jones in this movie? <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones is in this movie, and she's the leader of the Sky Pirate Ladies. <clears throat> all the all her pilots are ladies. Fun fact. And she shows up. She's in the scene with Diana and the Phantom, and she sees that the Phantom likes Diana, so she's like, makes a pass at the Phantom. He's not interested. She kisses the phantom, and then her report back to Xander is like, he must be crazy, because he picked her over me. I was like, what are you talking about? Hold on. Are you having a meet cute while the rest of us are doing, like, an international archaeological mystery? Through Like, I don't She's doing a whole different movie. And so then the rest of the movie is her feud with Diana until, like, 15 minutes before the end of the movie when she was like, I got your back, Diana. We girl, we got to stick together. And that's, that's her arc. And I loved it. She was in the whole, whole other movie. And it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I got no answer. She does take a real 90 degree turn. <laughs> she, okay. I also have a theory that she's a necrophiliac because they take the phantom away. And she's like... And he's like, all right, make him talk. And she's like, I got a claim on that body. And she says it like that, <laughs> which is a little confusing. She's like, I got that body when you're done. You're like, wait, the body, not the person, the body. Okay, that's cool. And where, there's another thing she says that kind of, I think she's a necrophiliac. I'm pretty sure. She's all over the map. It was a great addition. It was like, 
And there's this wonderful canvas being painted, but it's like a different canvas from the main canvas of the movie. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. There's all this other stuff surrounding what should just be the main plot of the movie. So many wonderful, strong choices and subplots that mean nothing. And I really think it enhanced the picture. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I think this is the best movie we've watched so far. Really, right? <laughs> I have a... One of our recurring segments is things Bailey has said during these movies. I don't have the whole transcript of the full movie like we did for Jingle All the Way, but I'll give you a few highlights. Starting with the scene where he takes out two people at once with his clamping his legs together. <clears throat> Thunder thighs. We got that one. That was the first one. Number two, why are you in your suit? <laughs> when he's running around in his suit, which is great. And finally, I don't understand. <laughs> Couldn't conceive the movie, uh, nor could I. But it was a wonderful, <laughs> it was a wonderful journey. He, he pops out spry like a kitty cat at one point when he's wearing his suit. Um, it's just, <laughs> he puts on a wonderful physical performance. Oh yeah, it's when, <laughs> He goes on a whole chase. The police are after him, right? Because the crooked cop guy's there, and he's like the police chief. And he's like, all right, go after the phantom, shoot. You know, shoot on sight, which no one does. <laughs> Xander gives the order, right? Shoot him on sight. Like, don't even ask questions, just shoot. Then the police continue to never shoot him. I think they shoot at him once or twice, but, like, they see him a lot without shooting him, which is fine. They go to the Central Park Zoo, and the Phantom zips away. He does the most amazing. They're riding on his motorcycle full speed. And then he just like bails and like parallel dies over a wall. It was pretty impressive. He's done. He's in the Central Park Zoo. And the officers are like, ah, there's a tiger. He must not be here. Then the Phantom like walks out of the shadow. It's like, I'm in the tiger cage. Then he pats the tiger on the butt. And the tiger very clearly snarls at him. He's like, we did not agree to this. I did not agree to be touched like this. Like, the tiger was like, if I wasn't getting paid for this, I would maul you right now. Like, the tiger thought it. I saw it in the tiger's eyes. He was like, you just crossed a line, sir. But I am a prof- I am a constant professional, and I'm going to keep my cool. But if you show up here any other day, I will destroy you. It was great. I was, I mean, the balls on Billy Zane to pat a tiger. Let me tell you. I've done some work with tigers, okay? I built some shelters for tigers for my Eagle Scout project, and the guy who ran the shelter is like, yeah, no, these animals are wonderful. We love them. They're delightful. Also, if I have to move them from one cage to another, and if I trip, they will murder me. (laughs) I feed these animals every day. They know who I am, and uh, they would not hesitate to kill me if I took a wrong step. Cut to Billy Zane just patting the tiger like he's a kitty cat. Made my day. Delightful. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, then, Cody. Okay. The, the, and then the cabbie shows up. <laughs> it's the same as, like, the plane car chase. Billy Zane shows up. So that he's like, the Phantom's like, take me somewhere. He's like, what the? A psycho in a morph suit just showed up into my cab. He's like, it's okay. I'm a friend of Kit Walker, you know? And he's like, oh. Still not cool, so he doesn't get his cab ride. 
20 minutes later, the cabbie shows up at the Central Park Zoo. How he knew to go to the Central, I don't know. But he's like, hey, I'm totally down with this right now. Get in my car. It was great. The cabbie, what a wonderful man. Let me tell you, I've been to New York. I've been in a cab. Would never happen. I don't care how much money you pay that cab. They're not going to track you down to Central Park Zoo at midnight and save the day. All right? That's not what they're there for. But remember, Cody, he didn't give him money. He gave him plastic jewels, all right, that were worth he a sure lot. Did. So, <laughs> oh, here's my question. I wrote this note, and I need. He just chooses to look like a nut job. Who do you think that fits in the movie? Why do you think I wrote that? We may never know. Also, why did I say the dad is probably a homophobe? Why did I say that? What? Where did that come from? Where was my head when I wrote this note? Can you help me? I mean, the dad was alive in the 1800s, so I mean, sure. Like, yeah, I guess so. Oh, is it because he was like, oh, finally, you brought a girl. Oh, thank goodness. I hope, I hope this works. I think that was why. Yeah, um, I, mean, I have a big question, <laughs> and I don't know if it's the same guy. I don't think it is, but the pirate leader, is he the villain from Mortal Kombat? Is he? Is he the villain from the 1990s Mortal Kombat movie? Please tell me yes. Is yeah, he? He absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Your soul is mine. I saw, I saw the eyebrows, and the I was like, "Wait a second! I've seen this man twenty times on a VHS tape called Mortal Kombat." Oh, it absolutely is, man. He's it, the guy. Uh, he wants the soul. Oh, it was so good. It was so good to see him. Let me tell you. And once again, it was very much like. Drax is the villain, right? And then for five minutes, it's the pirate guys, and the movie's just over. You're like, okay, cool. I just love that the Phantom's whole thing is to fight pirates, (laughs) like specifically pirates. That's like if there's a superhero whose job it is to like fight firefighters, you know? It's too specific of a thing. I get it. It's also other things he fights, but it's just such a movie zeroes in on it, you know? He fights injustice in all its forms, Cody. That's what you don't Cruelty, understand. That one. And um, I'm here's my thing. No, no. Here's I think the, thing, the name Cody. of the what? what you don't understand is this is a comic strip from the '30s. All right. <laughs> I feel like that's the Who's real that disconnect that's happening here. I just I don't understand. Like I understand he fights pirates and like specifically pirates killed his dad. Right, the first Phantom's dad. It seems like not, there are a lot of pirates there for being the guy to fight pirates, right? It's, it's weird. Here's why it's weird. He's in this jungle, but then he's in New York, and then he's in like a random island, that, an uncharted. So is he like a global superhero? Is he just in New York because that's where Diana is? I'm a look, what's his scope? Like what's, if I wanted to contract his services, could I do it? If I was like, hey, I got some pirates in Kansas City. Can you come here and help, please? Would he come? Or is that outside? Is there like an out of 
out of country charge? Like, is there an international fee? Uh, I mean, I think you might have to pay shipping and handling, but otherwise, he might, he'd probably come. Here's the thing. You this? laugh. Cody, I could tell you for a fact there are pirates in Kansas City. <laughs> Look, I have a more important question. There is a brotherhood. <clears throat> in the whole movie, they... I was like, the same brotherhood. The We're same from the same brotherhood. brotherhood. <laughs> what is that? And then the at the very end, I was like, Seng, S E N G, Seng Brotherhood. Is that what he's saying? Is it Seng? Oh, same. <laughs> We're from the same brotherhood, the Seng Brotherhood. And on the same note, you know what drove me crazy? They're like, they were all wearing this symbol. And then they show just like a spider web. And they never call it a spider web symbol or the Seng Brotherhood symbol. They're just like, they were all wearing this symbol. And then they have to show, I'm like, Call it a spider web symbol or a spider web. I'm sick of you saying this. There's only one symbol we ever talk about. It's this one. It's very clearly a spider web. I, he's wearing a spider web. Like, they always have to say, he was wearing this symbol. And then they have to go and be like, well, let me walk over to where the symbol was and I'll take a look at it. Oh, my goodness. It's the same symbol we've seen every five minutes for the whole movie. And it was like a, it was like a big reveal every time. They had to bring it up. And we're like, there's only one thing where there's skulls. There's the symbol, and all these guys are in the same brotherhood for some reason. As far as I'm concerned, it's the only brotherhood. I don't even know. Also, how is the henchman? He's like, I'm in the same brotherhood. I got the tattoo. I'm like, yeah, but these guys don't know who you are. What is the, exactly. what's the scope of the brotherhood? It seems like it's a small cove of pirates and also one henchman. No, so that's the thing. I was like, it's they make it out like, oh, this is a big international thing. Like, they went from being just this pirate gang to like, oh, they're an international crime syndicate now that Phantom fights. And it's like, oh, that's cool. And then Drax is like, we're going to take over where they left off. We're going to find these skulls. And it's like, oh, so they're gone. And it's just like, he's reviving it. And then they find him and they're like, who the F is this dude with the tattoo? And it's like, you don't even, you don't even, I was like, oh, he's going to, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, he's going to betray them. And like, be like, oh, psych, nerd, Drax, I work for this guy. And that guy's like, what? Aren't you the guy from Georgia the Jungle? I don't know who you are. <laughs> he looks like that guy. I had that same thought. He's not. But let me tell you what he did. My, oh, It was so good. Because in the movie, they're like, I've got the skulls. We're doing a great job. And then I, maybe it's the Pirate King guy, the Mortal Kombat guy. But he's like. There are four skulls, and the fourth one controls the other three. And then literally they have a shot, and it's the Seng Brotherhood, like henchman guy who's been in the whole movie. <laughs> he's counting on his fingers. <laughs> and it's, he's like, one, two, three. You're like, wait, we're only on four skulls. <laughs> what are you counting? Are you counting the number of skulls your guy has? That's three. You counting the number he just said, which is four. <laughs> it was my favorite choice I've ever seen a side character do in the background of a scene. I was like, hold on, this is this is the final cut of this film. And we got a grown man counting to four. It was so great. Ah. Oh. Also, another great 90s trope is one random shot of CG for no reason. <laughs> They've had physical props for these skulls the whole movie. And then out of nowhere, they're like, look, CG skulls floating together to come. I was like, 
throw those things on a fishing wire. I don't care. It, it was so out of place. Cause this is the first time they used it, and it's like the big climax end scene of the movie. I was like, oh, here we go. We're doing it. So great. What the 90s. What a time. What a time to be alive. They were like, look at these. I mean, they did do CG throughout the movie, but it was like the really crappy little, like, exp- like there was... They would make, they would take a, a canned, I'm assuming it's a canned explosion effect and just make it real tiny and put it on the trees when they were shooting at them during the oh, chase. Yeah, that was a rant. That was so random. I was like, wait, wait okay. I threw that and It's in. like, are these explosive bullets? <laughs> like, what is happening? And then the, uh, the, the explosion of the thing, you know, the, the, the volcano at the end. I was like, how they're like, oh. we found the submarine. We're saved now. And they're like, these are light torpedoes. If we hit something, we're doomed. And he's like, I'll make sure there's nothing. And it's like, do you think they put the chute to get out with their submarine that they use to sink ships? And it's like, there's just a wall right there. Also, why do you assume these things are just going to explode for no reason? Also, why did you specify these are light torpedoes? Wouldn't that be easier to defend, like to not get killed by? Can we talk about that whole set for the ending sequence? So it's like a pirate ship crashed in a cove. But also, there's, like, a lot of buildings. Also, there's just, like, a modern scaffolding rig in the background. <laughs> One of the shots, like, what are we... What is it? Who built this and for what? Do you guys go anywhere? Do you just hang out? Are you trapped in space and time? It was an awesome set. It was fantastic. I think they just stumbled upon the set of a movie. And these guys, you know typical theater kids refuse to break character because they're in it <laughs> and then they murdered them um here's a good one so the phantom brings you know he wins the day what i don't even know he does it he does the thing okay he gets diana back to his skull cave because of course he does and he's like well my home's here you know i gotta be here i can only show my face to you know like the one i'm to marry wouldn't that be great if it was you? And she's like, maybe. And she leaves. And then the dad pops up in a voiceover and is like, but Diana had it in her heart to come back soon. End of movie. I was like, wait. Why do we throw that in there? Yes, here's why it's amazing. Um, they planned a trilogy for this. They were all in for a trilogy. This thing tanked and they're like, or not, and they didn't do a trilogy. Oh, but Cody, how um, hard could it have possibly tanked? That's what I need to know. I think, I think pretty hard. But it's the Phantom. <laughs> it you can't is. tank the Phantom. You're right about that. Uh, you're right. I just <laughs> here's the thing about the dad. I love so much that the Phantom will like. The dad's spirit will appear to the phantom, right? And they'll have a full conversation with other people in the room. And the phantom never once explains it to anyone. <laughs> so he's just sitting here talking to a guy next to him. He must know that other people can't see him and they are not privy to the conversation. And he's always just like, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. That's what I wrote. <laughs> he just looks like a, he chooses to look like a nut job. Like he actively makes the choice. Like, you know what? I'm going to talk to my dad. I'm not going to explain to anyone that I'm talking to my dad or that I communicate. I'm just going to let them think I'm a lunatic. <laughs> he makes that decision. And I respect it. 
Uh, his dad is a homophobe. His girlfriend's a necrophiliac. And this is a lovely, lovely film that was an absolute train wreck. Do you want to tell him? I mean, it had to have a decent budget. They had a lot of locations and stunts and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you not Didn't know what the budget this, was? Then you... the Titanic, then cameos for 30 days. <laughs> what was the budget? 20, so, 40, 40 million? 45. 45? What it, what it make? It probably made a good um, six, six, 30, 30 million. No. What did it get? What it make? 17 what? million. Um, I'm going to venture a guess that that's bad. Yeah. When you don't make half of your budget, uh, you probably don't make any money, right? Right. Billy uh, Zane loves these comics. He read the comics for like seven years. He pumped iron for a year to get into shape, and they gave him this, you know? The best version of it, I think. Just a true treasure, really. I mean, it's the perfect film. Right? I mean, it was an absolute delight. I mean, can you? are you going to sit here and tell me that it's not your favorite Phantom film? I killed him, and he didn't die. I like... Oh. The guy at the end, he's like, look, I killed the Phantom. I got the belt. And the guy's like, join the club. We've all killed the Phantom. I'm like, okay, hold up now. You've all killed the Phantom because you're younger than his dad. So did you kill, how did you, how have you all killed the Phantom multiple times when there's been 20 and there's like 40 of you? I don't know, man. That's a good that is a great question. They also they got some classic like Italian mobsters to play the Italian mobsters, like the guy from Mean Streets and Shawshank Redemption and UHF. They got some good, real good supporting actors in this movie. Um, I tried to figure out what else Xander Drax was in. Let me tell you, uh, nothing I've seen. He's in Deep Rising, and The Hair, which is probably the only thing you can really know him from. And a lot of stuff. I mean, what a film, you know? Oh, I know. I know. Trust me, Cody. I know. All right. You think I don't know, but boy, howdy. Do I know. You know? Would you be surprised to know the director of this movie also directed a lot of the adventures of young Indiana Jones? I mean, would you be surprised to know that Catherine Zeta-Jones got the role in this movie because of her role in Indiana Jones? Young Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Would you be surprised to know that I watched the Young Adventures of Indiana Jones? Not at all. This guy directed Quigley Down Under and Free Willy and and, um, Harley Quinn. Lonesome Dove. Ooh, Lonesome Dove? Mm, that's oh, a horny mom's dream right there. That's a miniseries. Yeah. Got Robert Duvall and Tommy Lee Jones and Danny Glover and Diane Lane. That's the dream team. Everybody who doesn't know, your parents watch that. 
Get it on. Time Time Emmy. What was this nominated for? I wonder. The hmm. Phantom? Mm-hmm. No nominations beside us. Nominated for not even, everything. All not right. Even a Razzie? Cody, it won Cinematographer of the Year. And a winner of the Golden Tripod. And Cinematographer it won... of the Year? Oh, no, yeah. it didn't. Yeah, it did, my guy. Where? In what? From what Look, organization? That's not important. It's a this, national cinematographer cin- society. What's cinematography? It's the cinematography of the film. The experience. From the Australian Cinematographer Society. So you're going to sit there and you're going to try to tell me that's, that Australia doesn't count in your book? Is that, that they don't know movies? There's a whole movie... Called Australia, Cody. Wow, you really, you really changed my perspective on this. Maybe, maybe Australia is a real place. You know? Yeah. Maybe I've been wrong all these years to deny. There's another one, but you know we're not going to talk about the other one. It won. All right. All we're going to talk about is the winner of the cinematographer of the year. No, not a Razzie. Oh, Tyler, it was, you know, the only thing better than watching this movie was reliving it with you, you know? It was right. just just a pleasure. <laughs> we need more superheroes like this that kind of just, like, prounce around, you know? They're like, I'm here. I'm solving problems. I got to ask you, what was your reaction when there was the reveal? Because there is the, like, oh, Someone needs our help. And it's like, oh, was he sitting on a throne? Oh, he's got a oh, he's got a wolf. Oh, and a horse. Oh, he's got guns. And then it's him on his white stallion jumping over a log. And it's like, oh, that's purple. <laughs> what, so did you say anything? Did you react? I imagine you did your butt and like look away thing. I imagine that's what happened, but I want to know for sure. All right. I, mean, I think it was one of these just like. You know, your eyes really pop and your mouth is open. Like, this is happening now, and I'm seeing it. And then Billy Zane is here. And then you're like, there's another power suit. There's a horse. There's a dog. I love when he, like, grabs a branch or whatever, does, like, a loop around on it, then hops onto the branch and then jumps onto something. And then all of a sudden he's, like, on the car. Like, wait, you were – I'm sorry. You were chasing after the car, then you stopped to do gymnastics, and now you're on the... What Where is this car going? Uh, it was great. It was, uh, it was a delight. It wasn't good, but it was, you know, it was fun to watch. I think if you trimmed, like, 15 minutes of fat, this would be, like, a perfect bad movie to just cruise through. I mean, the, he counted on his finger. <laughs> what was he counting? There were three. Someone said there were four, and he's like, "Hold up, let's see if this checks out." We had three. That's one. That's two. That's three. He's saying there's a fourth. I mean, let me start over. One, two. You know what? It was amazing. Ah, oh. he's like, "I gotta be doing something." They're not gonna just suspend their belief and think my character would sit here and take the information that there's a fourth skull. So I will portray it through acting with my fingers. Also, a supposed member of this pirate brotherhood <laughs> doesn't know. He's part of the same the brotherhood. <laughs> the same brotherhood. 
the rope people the same brotherhood oh um, it was yeah are these like old comics is this like 1930s 40s 50s that's what comics? i just said earlier it's these are 30s comics that's why it's like you know yeah that checks out it's all said i love that they didn't try to update it at all no they said it they said it in the 30s where they're like oh man the world can't you can't have this kind of power in the world it would be devastating also i like how he reads (laughs) an ancient text about how it has more power than all the explosives in the world and it's like isn't this like an old timey like text from the natives rope people (laughs) the The rope rope people. people allegedly wrote this text Oh, and Drax, my thing about Drax is like, even when he's being sinister, like he's got this like smirky attitude about him, like a smarmy. So he never really is intimidating, but he does the most. What a great. Now, here's the thing, Cody. If he'd been from, from Boston, he would have been scary and intimidating. That's all I'm saying, you know? Oh, yeah. As a man who now lives in Boston. I got to buy into this whole thing. Help me out with this microscope over here. Can you just like look into a thing on it? A thing? A thing under, you know, the microscope thing? Help me out with that. Thing. You know books, right? You're familiar with books. You better look into this obvious decorative microscope. It's a gold microscope. No one's using that for anything. Other than murder. <laughs> yeah. This man is a villain. A super villain of sorts. <laughs> he harnessed oh, the power of the sun, Cody. All right. He's like, yeah. hey, you didn't screw me over, did you? He's like, no way I could have even done it. He's like, cool. I called you in to ask that one question. I'm evil. <laughs> Look in my microscope. You want to take off your glasses? Oh, you don't see anything? Not to turn the knob, though. Just adjust the knob. Ignore the exacto knives stuffed into the eye socket. Oh, man. So what would you rate this movie, Cody? I'm guessing... (laughs) Just fantastic. It's so hard to rate a movie like this, because, yes, it was terrible. Like, it wasn't a good movie. But you know what? There were some hot people in it. Billy Zane took his shirt off. And um, I enjoyed It was very entertaining. It lost me a couple times, but you know what? It always pulled me right. You know, it lost me. And then it's like, he's crisscrossing his arms. What? <laughs> or like, that tiger wants to eat him, you know? Or did you just pay that man in plastic fake jewel? <laughs> like, every time I fell out within two minutes, it was like, all right, we got you back. It was bad yet, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed so much about it. So it's hard to say, you know? Because <laughs> can can you... Does that really raise a movie's grade, you know? Does, like, being... By being so bad, it's good. Does that mean I can give it a good grade? I don't think in good conscience... I, I don't think I can, right? Because, like, I enjoyed it for its badness, but it also baffled me and hurt my... It wrinkled my brain, to borrow a phrase, and... Tyler, what are we going to do? <clears throat> I'm going to throw out uh, a D plus. <laughs> what, uh, what would you give it? A B plus. <laughs> a B plus? Oh, yeah. This is a Did fun you... movie, man. 
This is just a good old time, all right? There's nothing bad about it, nothing egregious about it. They had a bunch of fat, and the director said, nobody cares about this love story that doesn't mean anything. Just cut it all out. You're saying they needed to cut out more fat. I'm saying, you know what? They're like, let's cut out all the, like, you know, there's, like, show, don't tell. Let's just have, like, two minutes of telling instead of doing the 15 (laughs) minutes of, like, let's show the story of all this. Nope, just tell them real quick and let's move on to the next action set point. It's so funny because it starts and it's, like, literally, like, all right, here's what you need about the Phantom. Here's his origin story. Here's what he does. This is what we're watching. It's a movie called The Phantom, you know? That's how they start. Yeah. Then they proceed to, like, lollygag around. And you're like, just tell me there's three skulls. Just tell me those three skulls, and that's where we're going. That's all I needed to know. We didn't need this whole New York scene, and we didn't need, to, you know. Oh man, Tyler, you gave this. You're giving this movie a B plus. Oh yeah. You're saying you would. You're saying you would happily watch this movie again next weekend. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. I mean, we only rented it for a couple days, so. You know. I would. I would never watch this movie again. But <sighs> you know, if someone put it on and it was late at night, sure, you know, we could do it. And uh, I would, I would remember this precious time I spent with you, and uh, that would, you know, I get a kick out of that. Cody, what you don't understand, this is a movie that has been on TV all the time. Um, how about this? I have a question. The Phantom. We're rebooting it, remaking it. I, you can't say Adam West because I think he's dead, or <laughs> something. You know, who are you gonna cast as the Phantom? Who's the hot young thing? who you think could pull off this movie. We're not doing the campy fun Phantom. We're doing, no, we're going to pay homage to the true heart of the story, and we're going to make a great, you know, A-plus blockbuster Phantom movie. Who's going to carry this franchise? We're going to do a trilogy. You're wanting a gritty Phantom? Not gritty, but, you know, like, hey, for real, like, seriously, we're trying to make a really good Phantom movie. Hold on, hold on. I know his name, and it's gone in my brain for some reason. Cody, I had it. It's in my brain. And then, you know what? Gone. All right? Uh, Cast the Rock. No. Uh, He's a little (laughs) old, but I feel like if you did it right, you could do it. But Jason Statham, he's bald. He could pull off the morph suit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Statham would be great but I feel like if you were to try to seriously be like because I I saw a few things where it's like are they making another one but it's a bad B movie right that's what it kind of looked like Yeah, I think so yeah where it's like if you wanted to come out if somebody said I want to make one I want it to compete with the DC and the Marvel movies I want it to be in that realm of comic book movies I would say like you would have to go like the it's a hardcore you'd have to go the Batman route basically where it's like he's a vigilante and it's like he probably won't shoot you know obviously from the comics he doesn't shoot people with his guns but he's gonna hit somebody in the throat so hard that blood's gonna come splattering out of their mouth and it's like that guy's dead but he didn't shoot him so he didn't compromise his morals mm. you know yeah yeah so I think that's what I would I would do I would probably try to find a younger version of Statham but I don't know who that is, you know? Who is that? That, or you yeah. could go the, like, flippy route, and then I would get, like, Andrew Garfield or somebody who's, like, played Spider-Man oh. or could play Andrew Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield would be good. 
and do the flip. I was thinking like, uh, who's the guy who plays Matt Murdock? Oh yeah, I don't know his name, but he'd be good. He'd be pretty good, Charlie Cox. I changed my Statham to that one. If you're going that route, Charlie if Cox. If you're going the Statham route, yeah, yeah, go with him. Man, what a film! You know, thanks for blessing me with this, and uh, don't you dare ever make me watch something like this again. You know. Oh, but Cody. Uh, speaking of which, do you want to <laughs> do you want to open up the machine and tell oh, me what's going? What's, I got what's the machine open next? right here. All right, are you ready? Would you? Uh, Bless me by doing the thing. Do the thing. The thing. Priest what is, it? is the movie that has been selected. Oh gosh, the one with that one guy, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Is that it. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh man. You're gonna love it. I've heard of this. I remember when this came out. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's right? a good one, Cody. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you, if there's ever been one that I'm going to come in with a lot of fire defending and you are going to hate, this is going to be the one, Cody, and I'm sorry. But I can guarantee you, there's not a lot of fat. You're going to have a lot of questions of how the world works because they just don't explain things. <laughs> All right? They're like, you know okay. what's going on. <laughs> You're like, what? What is happening? Uh, priest. All right. I'm uh, I'm ready to do it. You're ready. You're prepared. You're gonna give it an A plus. Yeah. I know it. I feel it uh, in my bones. I hope so for your sake, I hope so. <laughs> Just know we're with this removed from the list. One step closer to emoji movie. Oh gosh. One step closer. <laughs> Tiffany Why? really wants us to watch it. She wants to. Sus- to she wants it, Cody. And I'm. You know, <laughs> she, this is the trash movie. I, I don't. Maybe. All right. Tyler, do you want to take us home or do you want me to take us home? You know? Co- you, you know what, Cody? I'll let you know. You've, you've had a rough time. I'll let you. I'll let you. You know, I'll let you do it. You know? <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can rate us, leave a comment, whatever. I don't care. Opinion havers, where podcasts are. We're on social media. We post the memes at Opinion Havers. And uh, we appreciate you. And until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. I have expected you to be like, so I've watched this movie called The Spirit. <laughs> it just us being watching different movies. Spirit. Yeah. Black and white movie. Well, um, not. If you look at IMDb like the related movies, it's all like uh, Dick Tracy, uh, The Shadow. Uh, it's like all those. What a weird time for, like, noir superhero movies made in the 90s. Dark Man, you know? It won the Stinker Bad Movie Awards. Stinker Bad. What were they thinking and why? That's what it won. Dolph Lundgren could have been in this movie. What? Dr. Dolph. Uh. Dr. Dolph. Lundgren. <laughs>